Welcome to Real Faith, Real Talks, where prey is defined and arrogant is stiff. We are your hosts. This is Sammy. Hello. And Ika. Hello. And my name is Kevin. So a little bit of a background. Um, when we are using in the beginning our word the generator beginning. in the beginning, meaning what was it? In okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually using a word generator because before when we first started, we used to start off with the blank is blank and the blah is blah. Yeah. Uh, but we decided to go with a word generator because it was just too complicated to continue right. coming up with. Yeah, it was, these it was getting episode. hard every week. Yeah. So we just try to not waste time going through all these, and we just use the word generator. Mm-hmm. But today we actually want to talk to you a little bit, like a second, like a part two from last week that we spoke about spiritual warfare. Right. Today we'd like to give some testimony on moments that we've experienced spiritual warfare, or whether it's through, um, you know, seeing angels or interaction that we saw with an, an angel or a demon at the same time, or, or encounters we had with Jesus too. Yeah. Yeah. Those I think in my life have marked me more than ones with angels and demons. Yeah. Uh, even in that, you know, I consider my interactions with angels and demons a byproduct of my interactions with Jesus. Right. Um, yeah. Either like seeing him, receiving him in the spirit, or just in life and daily prayer encounters that we have with Christ. So I, I guess we should start there with encounters that we've had with Jesus. Someone want to kick us off? I can start with mine. I don't mind. Okay, cool. Um, so. One I don't think I've shared um, yet is there was once, um, I think I was like 13 or 14 years old, and it was about the time that I was struggling with uh, pornography and, and masturbation, and I hadn't confessed it to anyone at that point, and I was just beginning to confess it with Jesus, that this is actually something I'm struggling with, because before, I, I started for me when I was really young, I started for me when I was like 10 years old. Um, but I never was admitting it to myself that this was a sin and that this was wrong. And I did actually didn't know until someone else, I heard a YouTube video, someone else talking about it, um, that it is a sin and that we shouldn't be doing it. Um, and it's, it's a struggle and that you have to fight it. But, you know, I had gone through another week where I was just in my sin, like just casually, cause that would happen, you know, every so often. Cause I, sometimes I didn't want to fight it. It was because I was a season also in my life where I was struggling a lot with depression and anxiety. and so. I think um, for the most part, I was pursuing Jesus, but I wasn't letting go of my sin. Um, anyway, so we get on Friday nights, we have what we call vigils and vigilias. And, and those are we, it's very spiritual, powerful nights that we experience um, as a ministry where, you know, angels, you'll see angels and there's healing and there's deliverance and, and, and people receive gifts in the spirit. And it's, it's a very uh, special thing that I think God has graced us for in the ministry. And um, this is one of those nights, and I'm just with between me and God, like really struggling with this sin and asking God for uh, forgiveness. But also internally, I'm struggling with this thing. Like it's been four years, and I still haven't been able to let this go. And little did I know at that point that it would take another four years for me to be really be free from this. Um, but I was like, I didn't even want to forgive myself, and I didn't want Jesus to forgive me. Because of like, I just felt like I've let him down so many times. I couldn't really worship. I couldn't really jump around and dance and sing. And um, I was like, I'm just, I was just really upset. And it's getting closer to the end of the night. It was always, it was only like two hours. Usually from like ten to twelve at that time. And um, I'm like on my knees. Well, no, I'm actually standing, and I feel the presence of Jesus. 
and I don't know how to describe it so well, but um, it's almost like it's warm and it's bright and it's, it's really overwhelming. You feel it like on your face and in your heart and it kind of makes you weak in the legs. Um, you feel like your soul wants to give reverence to God by bowing down. And so I bow down and I see the hands of Jesus and I see like this tattered, broken mosaic almost. You know, like mosaics are like the splattered paint and it's really messy. And like even the, the, the canvas that it's painted on is like tinted and dark, like uh, really like almost old. And I saw Jesus with a rag on his hand. He told me that it was his blood and he began to wipe the mosaic. And as he wiped it, it became like clear and white and bright. And he said, this is your sins. And he wiped it away. And it like, I broke down crying. I lost it, you know, um, because it, it taught me in that moment. Jesus had to show me in that moment that he is always going to be there to wipe away the stains of my sin. And that his blood is not something that was circumstantial with the first time I sinned or the second time that I sinned, but his grace is more than sufficient for all of my sins. And I, that's a lesson that I continue to learn throughout the next four years as I struggled with it. But that was the first moment that I had with Jesus that I testified about in trains and when I meet new people um, every so often because it's so impactful to know that not only is Christ uh, uh, have forgiven us, but he is forgiving us for the things that we're struggling with and we're fighting with. And he's there with us. It's not that he's trying to hold this sin against us. He's not trying to weigh uh, over us. That's the devil's job, trying to make us feel accused and, 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 and guilty. Jesus is constantly setting us free. Amen. Yeah. So with my experience, um, just um, I don't remember when this was. It was probably like less than a year ago. I was in my room, and in that moment, I was going through a moment of depression. I was going through moments of loneliness, and I just started breaking down. I started crying. And I remember that in that moment of prayer and just weeping, like crying like a baby, um, I remember that I was just asking for God's presence. And in that moment, I remember this embrace, um, like someone just came and hugged me. And I, is, I didn't see anything. It's, it's not like I opened my eyes and I saw it spiritually. I saw it with my eyes closed. No, I just felt this embrace and I just felt and heard the voice of God just speak to my heart and just say, I'm with you. And it just brought this peace over me that in that moment, and it actually changed the way I was viewing things because up to that point, I kept viewing, I need to have people around me to feel like I'm with somebody, I'm not lonely and stuff mm. like that. But this completely changed me because from that point on, with that embrace, I knew and it was like affirmed that I understood God is always with me. Yeah, yeah. And even when the enemy tries to lie to me, like in my thoughts, and it's like, oh, you can't feel God, you don't hear God. It came to a point that ev even when those thoughts were coming in, I was able to just say to the enemy, like, no, that, that's a complete lie because mm. I know God is with me. That's good. Yeah. And that's when I remember the last time that happened was like months ago. Mm -hmm. And I remember when when I said that, it's like that was the last time the enemy tried to come at me with that because mm -hmm. I I know my truth and I know that God is always with with me right. in that moment. So I think that was my uh, most recent encounter with Jesus. Wow, that's a good one. For me, it was whenever I think about like what's an encounter that I've had with Jesus, I'm always brought to the first one for some reason, and that was one I've shared it before in the in our other recordings, but it was one day I was in the front of the church next to the altar and I was standing worshiping I wasn't on my knees 
yet. After this, I was. <laughs> and I, I had my eyes closed, and I could see that everything was black, like pitch black, like when you turn off your iPad screen, like that black. And I remember I was fresh in the Lord. I had just accepted Jesus, and I knew that I needed him in ways that I didn't yet understand, but that I needed help, and I needed to get out of whatever place I put myself in. You know, I had just come out of um, the drinking, the drugs, the partying, like that kind of lifestyle. And I knew that I needed my mind to be changed, my heart to be filled. I desperately needed Jesus to touch me. And I knew that he was so real. I just needed to see him. And I remember before that, I spent weeks, like maybe two, three weeks. Because I guess I was like, when I say I was new in the Lord, I meant like I was probably three weeks in the Lord to a month max when this happened to me. And every day, every time I'd go to service, I just ask God, please hug me. I just, I need a hug because I felt so alone and so abandoned. And it's why I was driven to do all the things that I did because I needed, I, I just needed to be filled. I needed love and I went to the wrong places to look for it. But um, in that moment, I'm worshiping and I'm crying out to Jesus, please like, come get me, hug me. I need to feel you. I need to see you. Like, I just need you because I don't want everything else that I've tried. Like, I need and I want you. And in that moment, I see that in the in, in the pitch blackness of everything around me, um, a little hole, like, probably the size of a man opened up. And through that hole, and I look up, it's, like, bright light. And there's an arm that reaches out for me. And it's, like... I just knew that it was Jesus and the arm was reaching out to me like come I'm like I'm here to pull you out of that dark spot of that like loneliness because I was alone imagine being in the middle of space by yourself it was darker than space because there were no stars like it was pitch black and as I'm seeing this and I'm worshiping I extend my hand too and it's almost like my hand and Jesus' hand like held each other and he pulled me out and since that day I've been seeing breakthroughs and I've had real changes that I can testify about. Yeah, I um, I like our, all of our encounters with Jesus because I feel like it, the three, the thing, one thing that three of our encounters have in common is the need for God to show up. Desperately. Oh, and I think even my, my like I mentioned earlier, like even my encounters um, when it's not specifically with Jesus, when it's like with angels or demons, um, Jesus is, I feel present in those moments too. Yeah. Like, um, I remember once when I was even younger, I was probably like 11 or 12. This is right around the time the ministry was starting. Um, we would have like Wednesday night services. I think I probably had to be like around 12. And because um, I would go home by myself walking. And we used to love at that point. We were like kind of close. We were like our ministry was on 107th Street and I lived on 96th Street. So it was like a and but it was less because like somewhere in the middle four blocks like disappear in the grid <laughs> i don't know what happened but anyways it was short enough where i walk home by myself but i was really battling fear at that point in my life and um the, the enemy would come at me a lot with fear um i remember times where uh, i saw a scary movie at school once and i was like was tormented over. yeah i was tormented for like uh, like two oh, weeks or something um but i was i didn't not by uh not by just scary images of the movie but i even then i had the understanding those were demons that were tormenting me and i would pray to jesus and ask for forgiveness and this was um one of those other nights that it was just demons that were trying to bring fear into my life and i remember i would in my sleep i would like feel like heavy like like somebody was stepping on my throat um and i couldn't breathe and i was sweating and I couldn't move, and I was, like, trapped. And I'm sure a lot of other people have felt that way, too, because I feel like that's, I've heard other people talk about it. Um, 
And I remember I, I would just like praying to God to like save me from those moments. And I remember one time in particular um, I, that it was happening to me where I, I'm like in a sleep and something um, happens in the dream. Like I die in a dream or like I'm about to die in a dream. And um, I, that weight came on top of me again and I couldn't breathe. And I, I felt like I was suffocating. Like this demon was literally trying to choke me in my sleep to kill me. And um, I call it to God for help. And I, in, in the spirit, I see the face of this demon um, as it's like trying to strangle me. And then I, and then and I see a flash of light. And then I see this demon, this demon's face scrunched up like I just got punched in the face. And I see it, and I see it fly back outside of the room, outside of the house. And I feel the presence of God come in. Wow. And um, that was an encounter that I had. And I've had met other encounters in the spirit that are similar to that. And, and some that are even, I, I can't, they're just so awesome. But that helped, see, it's helped me see what it means to be Jesus, to be your shepherd. You know, like as a kid, like you feel hopeless in situations like that. And my brothers weren't having experiences like that. For whatever reason, God has graced me with to have encounters like that in the spirit. But um, I was uh, like showing me that I'm not alone. Yeah. And I really believe that that flash of light was Jesus stepping in for me in yeah. a moment where I needed it again. I remember you know, your that memory of yours reminds me of the fact that I also struggled with fear until not that long ago. Like where I couldn't sleep. Like I couldn't sleep by myself at all. I couldn't. And I... I think I've never slept in a room by myself. Like, I haven't had my own room my whole life. Like, ever, I don't think. And I remember growing up when my brother wouldn't sleep with me on the bed when we were kids. I, like, would stay up or, like, put the blanket over me. Or I was so tormented that I used to put the blanket over me and I used to tell myself, if I don't move, if I try not to breathe, they won't feel me or they won't sense me in the room if something walks in and they'll just keep on going. You know, T-Rex eyes. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So there was one day, though, I remember where the I was sleeping with my brother. He was right next to me and the lights were off and the door was closed and I was closing my eyes. But then I I kept feeling because they, they bother you, these spirits. Like that's the that's their whole agenda to torment you so that you're never in peace. Well, partially. And um, I couldn't go to sleep. And in that moment. Whenever I would close my eyes, I'd see these images of things walking in my room, of creatures, of demonic spirits, of things. And I was just saying, I just want you to really go away. Like, I just want this to go away. And in that moment, I told my pastor this a few months ago. And she told me, I think that was your angel that gave you, like, this weapon, this strategy. Because I, in that moment, my eyes are closed. I'm seeing these images. But yet, then out of nowhere appears this pink eraser. Like, those pink erasers for your notebook, like the 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 rectangular ones, and I hear, almost like I feel, I don't hear it audibly, but I think it, but it wasn't me saying, just erase it and make sure there's nothing left. Like, no, like, you know when you erase, like, your work, make sure there's nothing left of what, of your work. So I took that eraser, and I'm closing my eyes, and I'm just moving the eraser with my mind, and I'm clearing everything, 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 and I'm, like, until there's nothing. Uh, but if, like, I miss, like, a point or something, and it looks black, the whole image will pop again. So I'd have to do it again, and I'd erase it, erase it until there was nothing. And when there was nothing and the image was white, like a white piece of paper, it was everything would go away. I, I would be in peace. It was gone. And then I told my brother, oh, Wolford, I have this trick. Because sometimes if they couldn't bother me, they'd bother him. I'm like, just take the eraser. Imagine there's an eraser and just erase the whole thing. And he tried and it wouldn't work. But it just goes to show that in those small moments, like when we feel like we're helpless and we're by ourselves in our thoughts, even then Jesus or, you know, him through his angels, he just shows up. 
Uh, I guess I'll focus on the one that I experienced. Um, it was in a retreat, probably was like 2016 or so. It was a while ago. And we were just praying. We were at a youth retreat. We were all praying. And I remember we were all, well, there was a couple of us that were able to feel like something was just moving in that place. And we were just praying for the Holy Spirit and Jesus just to come and to take over the place and you know for worship to just start and there, there was like sound issues it was just things that were just going wrong um but i remember that i did see this this spirit moving from it, it was on on the back side like where, where the door is the main door and it was just going from one side to the other and i saw it moving like am i just hallucinating here am i <laughs> really seeing right. something move from side to side uh, but one one person actually also confirmed that, that they also were seeing something back there. And um, after we were just praying, I was asking God, like, what's going on here and everything. We just started praying. I remember that I had told some of the, the youth there to close the doors in the back and to make sure no one goes in or out. Like, this chapel, we cannot, like, we're right now here to pray and no, no one should be coming in and out or anything. Um, and I remember that all of a sudden when we were just praying, the doors, there's like this rush of wind that just comes, and the doors just open up wide. And I, the the way I, I kind of saw it because after that I didn't see that spirit there anymore. Like I, I didn't see anything moving. The way I, 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 I see that moment is, it, the power of God just descended so greatly there that it had to leave. Wow. And it just left. And it's kind of funny because, at the same time, you were like, okay, but spirits don't move through doors and stuff like that. But the intensity, I think, of what was happening spiritually was so impactful that it, those doors just op- opened up and they, they were wide shut. And I think that's what was a little bit more surprising to me. But it, it was just funny at the same time. But No, no, God, that's, that's definitely like the manifestation from the spiritual to the natural is a real thing because there was one time I was in service, I remember, and we were worshiping. Or something, and the church was, you know, there's probably 13 to 20 benches. So that's how, just to give you guys an, like, an idea of how long it was. And I remember I was on the side. 13 to 20 is a big range. <laughs> but anyway, 13 ahead. to 20, it is? No, it is. I don't know. 15, it's been in the middle. Probably 15 benches in the middle. I mean, in, yeah. anyways. <laughs> We're worshiping, the music's playing, and I could almost feel and see i couldn't see it like i'm seeing this ipad but i just you know when you like you're seeing without seeing i saw this like rush of heavy water like a river going through the middle you know how there are benches on the left benches on the right and there's like this middle section for you to walk i saw like this heavy water probably like five to probably seven feet deep i'll just rush in from the entrance which is straight down the middle straight down the back, to the middle, to the altar. And I was just seeing the water flowing and flowing. And I was like, I want to dip in that. So I'd go into, when I walked there and I was in that, I felt like just, I don't know how to explain, like this immense presence of God to worship and to dance, to just be like in the jubilee, I guess, of his presence. And that's another example, I think, of what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I think, um, I mean, we've heard, I've heard a lot of testimonies about things that, manifestations of of the spiritual happening in the natural and i think that god allows that to happen is so that we can perceive it and the magnitude of what's happening you know like like kevin's example with like the the doors opening up and stuff like yeah spirits don't necessarily use doors but 
I think God allowed that the power to manifest specifically where the doors are at because the doors can open and close to, for us to see, for you to see that the doors open in that way. Um, and I, just because we were talking about spiritual warfare, the um, episode before this one, um, I want to share a testimony. You guys can share a testimony too about encounters that you've had in spiritual warfare, which I think we've had our, we've all had our, our, our fair share. Fair share. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, when the first one that came to mind was like, there was a once when I was, I moved in with my dad uh, a couple of years ago. A situation happened between us and our family where my parents separated and um, my dad had a bigger space. So I moved in with my dad and that house and he still lives there now. God cover his heart but the key it's just so there's so much demonic activity in that house and there's a lot of um witchcraft that happens next door and there's a lot of a demonic oppression in the spirit in that place but the lord had sent me there i believe um as just uh as part of his grace to live in that house um but i needed like a sense of peace like i couldn't just stay in the house in the condition that it was so i would have to stay up some nights in the living room doing spiritual warfare which is you know declaring the presence of god and angels to come and you know casting out spirits that are in that place by guidance of the holy spirit of course and so i'm doing that one afternoon um and i'm praying inside the house and i, I hadn't done it that day in like a while like i hadn't done it maybe in like a month or something like that and it was getting really bad and so I didn't honestly intend to do it when I went to the living room. I was just going to relax. But the Holy Spirit, like, you know, I, I know you guys have experienced this. Like, you just feel the urge to pray. Like, I need to intercede. Um, so I put on worship music, and I began to pray, and I began to intercede. And um, I could feel, like, the demonic oppression in that house. Like, the demons that were there, like, kind of come out and, like, from where they were hiding and where they were um, taking, like, what's that called? Authority in the house. And I felt like their stares and I felt like the anger and the pain that they were feeling from the glory that was coming from that room. And um, I, I remember I was making the declaration that this house belongs to God and that they cannot stay here if his glory is here and they have to go. And I put that demand in the spirit. And there was a moment where there was a big flash. And I saw like like the like it was when I had that first encounter when, with the when the demon got punched in the face. It was like the same thing. But this was like almost like an explosion of the spirit. Like God poured out his presence in a way that I, I, I haven't seen since. Now, maybe one since actually, but it I could see that the angels that were there were now like five miles away. Like they look like specks, but it was like silhouettes. And they were like in the spirit, just gone from the house, completely gone. And the presence of God came in that place so heavy and so powerful. And it was, I think, a really beautiful experience. But again, just to testify about spiritual encounters and Jesus coming for us when we need him most. Um, yeah, no, testimonies like that, I feel like when we are guided by the Holy Spirit to pray or to do anything, you know, under obedience and his guidance, I feel like that's when you see a lot of, I guess, supernatural activity is what people call it too, because he's giving you revelation to see what it is that he wants you to pray for. And then he's showing you what's happening as the evidence and confirmation to your heart and spirit that he was the one that led you to do it. That's how I've experienced it. Um, one example was, I remember when, okay, I remember when I was recently saved again, right? I was, in order for me to commute at my service, in order for me to, to be at service, I had to take a three-hour transportation ride because I was going to school at the tip of Long Island. I was dorming in college, and then the church was, like, in Brooklyn. So I had to take 
anyways, some of you might know the route. It's a long one. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so when I would get there, I when I'd go to church, right, and I'd feel the presence of God, and it was amazing, and I'd have that encounter, like the first one that I shared about, like, Jesus extending his arm to me, and it was just so beautiful. I'd be in tears. I'd have to, like, pick up my boogers off the floor. Literally, it's what it felt like, like a puddle of boogers. It's <laughs> too many details. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I guess I have that problem. When I tell stories, I only need to go to every detail. I'm reliving it as I'm sharing it. So um, I would go back to my dorm, and I'd continue off from what I was doing in the service, and I'd, um, I'd just pray before bed. You know, like, like I, it's nothing new. Like, as you were taught in your homes, like, pray before you go to sleep or whatever. So I'm praying, but this time I'm praying from a different place. I'm praying from an understanding of Jesus that I didn't have before, of spiritual warfare that I didn't have before, of the Holy Spirit, which is some, something that I was never educated on. So now I'm, like, calling out to the Holy Spirit, who is our guided help given to Jesus to us for him to be our, you know, interceder and intercessor. Not interceder, that's not a word. To be our intercessor and to, you know, to be just the one there fighting for us. I remember that night and many, many, almost every night until I finished that semester, that spring semester, when I pray, I would, I'd be probably five, ten minutes praying. And I've shared this testimony before. And in that moment as I'm praying, the what's, What's in that dorm or what's in that campus, whatever it was, would be so upset that they would literally growl at me, and I would hear like like there was a, like if there was a bulldog in front of you, like a like a rabid dog growling at you, I heard it with my audible ears to growl, um, and it was in my face like like this in my face. And I remember the growl was so loud and it was so terrifying that the fear paralyzed me, and I was literally. What's that animal that when it gets scared, it just skirt, and it just like oh the goat does that oh the goat yeah <laughs> goats? yeah goats, goats do that when they get scared they just There's freeze a up kind of goat that and they just scares, drop it just like freezes or that too that too the possums the possums <laughs> the goats the, the sheep goat whatever it happened to me exactly like that like. I got paralyzed. And in that moment, and not only in that moment, but in every single moment that something like that would happen to me while I was praying, while I was just trying to really commune with God. I wasn't warfaring. I wasn't, I was really just trying to present my soul to God, my my situation, my room to cover me just for defense and protection and guidance um, and that. And I felt like a split every time the growl would happen, the paralysis would happen. And then a second later, I'd feel like this overwhelming presence of this i felt like the the potency of the power of god you know and it just wrap around me as if it was his wings or something it would just wrap around me and i'd feel from the crown of my head like from the top of my head to my toes like my whole skin seeming um that like like chicken what do you call it chicken? Goosebumps. like goosebumps from how like from another ma- natural reaction so it was happening in the spirit i had all these goosebumps and i just felt like like a whoosh as if it felt like you know when you're when you've gone out all day exercising, you're super sweaty, and then you go take a shower, and then you come out, and you feel, and then the wind hits you, and it's like oh, oh the yeah. wind. It felt like that in that moment, and I just, everything was just gone, like gone, and it happened like that every single time again. So I just I guess testify about the spiritual warfare. There are times because I didn't have the right words. There are times where you won't have the right words, but even in there, in that moment, God's grace, because he knows that, and he has assigned angels to you. God does not leave you alone. You don't see it, but there are dozens, hundreds, who knows how many angels he's assigned to you to protect you. And 
in the in your moment of need, they're always present. That's my experience. Amen. I was gonna say I'm gonna share two of them, but it's gonna be along the same line. So I'm gonna give one ending and the other ending is still different. So it was very recent. Um, I was asleep and I remember waking up and I was having weird dreams already. And I wake up and I feel like something is in the apartment and I'm like, what's going on? I'm just trying to ignore it because I'm like, I'm very tired. Fireworks are going off, so yes, it was July 4th. And I'm just so tired that in that moment, I'm like, let me just go to sleep again. I continue going to sleep and I continue having weird dreams. And the point of that part first is that I didn't do any spiritual warfare. I was just so tired. But the consequence of that was that I had a, a unrestful night and the next day I was just so tired and I was like, what? I had like seven dreams and I'm like, I'll only remember two of them. And <laughs> what was <laughs> the point of that? <laughs> like, I, I could have prayed, I could have done it, but I was so tired. So the moral of that little part right there of that testimony is if pray. something's going on, pray. Uh, God will give, give you the strength um, to go on about your day. But the other one was very similar. It was some, something was just moving in the apartment. And that night, I remember I just woke up and I just started worshiping God. I started praying. And it wasn't like I woke up and I started anointing the walls in my place. No, I just started just worshiping and praying. And in that moment, I saw how the atmosphere just shifted in my room. It shifted in, in the apartment. And whatever was there, like I didn't see like a specific spirit moving or anything like, like that. I just, I just remember feeling that... God was there and his angels were were there. And whatever was there just had to leave. And mm -hmm. it just changed completely. And I think that was that was an amazing thing because I think that night I went back to bed and I felt like I slept 12 more hours. And I was, you know, ready to go to work. And everything. I'm like, really? It's only That's 7 o'clock right now? I'm like, amen. Glory to God. Uh, but when when these moments happen, I think one of the things I've learned is that God is always there. And sometimes, like, I've, I've had encounters with spiritual warfare where, you know, I start speaking in tongues. I start, you know, declaring things or rebuking spirits and stuff. But there are moments like this that I don't, I don't go to the point of rebuking a spirit. I don't go to the point of, you know, seeing something move. But I just know that in that moment there was a spiritual warfare happening. There was something that was moving in the atmosphere. There's something moving, whether it was against me, against my friends, against my family, against my church. But in that moment that I started praying, and it's not like I'm just praying for, for myself in that moment, but I know something that the Holy Spirit wanted me to pray for. Yeah. And I think just be guided by, by the Holy Spirit on what, what is going on. Yeah. Yeah, I, we um, wanted to share these testimonies because, um, well, first, last week we talked a lot about spiritual warfare, and I thought it would be good for us to talk about, you know, just our encounters with the Spirit. So people can begin to understand and put into perspective the kind of lives that we can't be walking as children of God. Um, I know that there are some denominations who don't um, practice, you know, walking in the spirit in the same ways that we practice walking in the spirit or would use the same language or descriptions that we use here today. But I don't think that should sway you away from pursuing walking in the spirit. It should sway you away from the understanding of angels and demons or sway you away from how God is going to move inside of your life in the moments that you need it. Right. I think, you know, people can talk a talk, but not a lot of, you know, something that we can't fake is experience. And these are things that we've lived. These, the, you know, the, what I call, what I, whatever, what I remember as evidence to what it is that, what is this kingdom that we're in? You know, it's not just teaching. It's not just ink on paper. It's, it's, it's living. It's living truth. 
These talks will be ready for your ears to hear every Tuesday morning on Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions or prayer petitions, you can reach us at our social media page, realfaith.realtalks on Facebook and Instagram.